This video is sponsored by Wing Wing Technology, your ultimate flight sim hardware solution. Featuring the Orion Holtes, current and future configurations. Hello Valued viewers, I hope you're all doing very well today for something a little bit different. We are talking here today with the, let me get this right, DCS World Closed Beta Testers. I got it right, didn't I? Hello guys. Yep. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello. Look at that. Beautiful. Hello. Right. So the reason of why we're doing this, we're doing this uh, interview slash discussion. And I just wanted to have a little chat with you. The reason is, um, let me think. I was in DCS, as I am basically all the time, as you probably are as well. And um, we've been doing a lot of big kind of campaign games. We do mass multiplayer in GR, obviously, 25 humans plus against either more humans or a load of AI. And um, it suddenly dawned on me, hey, we're doing this now in 20, late 2021. These massive wars with China attacking these guys and, and, and whatever. And we're having almost no problems, uh, technical problems, hardware problems, software problems, sorry. Uh, we, you know, I do have some problems, but that's usually my fault for, you know, putting in a weird mod or something like that. You know, core game, almost no problems now. And, and, and I'm kind of used to that now. I'm doing me wrong, there's some odds and sods, you know, there's still a problem with the harpoons and stuff like that. But generally speaking, we almost never get a crash or anything like that. Uh, and we kind of got used to that now with mass multiplayer. And, and I think back, I don't know, three years ago or something, um, we were doing, well, trying to do the same thing, mass multiplayer. And it must have been, I don't know if any of the guys here remember, or auntie will probably remember, crashing every other time, crashing every one in every three times. The server, yep. all kinds of problems, radar problems. I remember doing whole campaigns where we couldn't use a MIG radar because it crashed everything, you know, and stuff like that. And now we're in this lovely place at the moment, touch wood, where everything is not perfect and it never will be, but it's bloody good. And I'm absolutely chuffed with it. Um, and to the point where I'm literally doing, you know, stupid things, but, 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 but things with 300 AI aircraft fighting, you know, five humans or something, and that could never have been done even on the same hardware just a couple of years ago because the software wasn't that good. Uh, and so that's great. And so I, I suddenly think, well, why is this? Well, uh, well, the answer is I don't really know, but I suspect it's a lot to do with the fact of the, uh, of the tester group, the closed beta tester group, which I know has grown in size and seriousness. It involves GR guys and it involves a lot of non-GR guys as well, obviously. Um, and so I thought, right, well, we've got a you know got to kind of go thank those guys well okay what what do they want do they want anything material do they want are there money or something well clearly not because they all do it for free anyway um so clearly they're not driven by that well what do they want all i can think of giving you is a bit of recognition you know because a bit of kudos should we say so that's why we're here today um to really thank you guys uh, who are clearly making a massive difference over the years and things are improving um and as well as that i've um so we've uh, allowed the valued viewers to ask a set of questions and we've got 20 questions or thereabouts that we're going to go and ask uh that's my introduction i'll do my questions first because i've got a couple and then i'll do the uh, the viewer questions first of all is there such thing as how many of there how many of you guys are there is there su is there such a known number uh yes there is there's approximately the closed beta testers i think there's around 15 total five it? zero five zero Jeez. and that's made up of obviously the, the guys that are here now and then we have uh representatives from most of the the bigger multiplayer servers as well at least one person uh from those servers that that obviously allows them to test things prior to updates um but yeah around about 50 probably 
grow slightly as well. And has that grown in the last year, do you know? Uh, well, the, the closed beta testing really has only been around for about 18 months, two oh, years, hasn't it? So it's it. a big group from 10, about when it was first set up, I think, uh, yeah. two years or so ago. I mean, that pretty um, much that pretty much corresponds with the improvements I've seen in mass multiplayer, about a year and a half or something like that. Yeah, we've got just before Supercarrier. Supercarrier. Just before Supercarrier. Yeah. Yeah. It was March 2020 when there was a bit of a, a rough patch, I seem to remember. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? It was yeah. multiplayer. was stopping. You know, mm. it got to the point where everyone was sick. Even we, even we were just sick of it. And then, so this started. And since then, you know, boom. Okay, guys, brilliant. Um, so kind of 50 to 17 is, is going to increase. The next question for me, or the last question for me is, let me have a sip of tea. Mm-mm-mm is what drives you guys to do it? So, you're, you're obviously a very different kind of person to me, um, as, as I'm sure you realise. Uh, so I, I went to one closed beta testing session and it was four hours of landing on a carrier, being really serious and not having fun, really. And, and well, uh, I think from... Yes? I was just going to say from memory, I think most of us were really serious. There was one person who wasn't. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Well, um, anyway, my point is... Somebody flew past the tower, didn't they, at Mac <laughs> yes. 1? Before they I, 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 didn't last, I, I didn't last very long, did I, guys? I did try. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was just the antithesis of what I found find as fun. Is literally, I was just like, uh, you know, I might do this if you paid me a healthy check. But otherwise, I think I would rather poke myself in the eye with a fork. Um, and, and I think, why do you guys do this? I know I'm fully aware there's no remuneration for you. You don't get anything material for it. And it's a lot of work. And I've no doubt there's a lot of stress in it as well. And I've no doubt you all argue and, you know, because people, this is what people do when they, when they get together and do serious things. So the question is, as if you can generalize a question, why do you do it? To make it better. Okay. Well, yeah, you, I think you said it yourself um, to make the game better to, and the results of showing it self-evident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, it's, it's a very selfish motive because, you know, if we find the bugs, the game gets better for ourselves as well, right? Yeah. Personally, I when, just love it. When we get time to play it. Free. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like it. I say, personally, I just like fixing people's stuff for free. And mental illness, you know, being a little bit crazy helps. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, you to, have to be crazy. I, yeah, I think to an extent you're all a bit crazy, but thank God that you exist, is all I can say. Um, because... I mean, that, that super carrier, we did, um, we did four hours of taking off from mm-hmm. the carrier from various catapults, getting the gear up, despawning, getting into another aircraft, getting to the catapult, getting off the deck, gear up, despawning, getting to mm-hmm. another... I did that for four hours mm-hmm. and it was monotonous and it was boring, but it had to be done mm-hmm. to make sure that the super carrier worked on, on launch day. And then we had to do the landing patterns, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that next day we did landing three. patterns. I would also say I find it very rewarding to see the results, if that makes sense, because you mm-hmm. see it's like, ah, oh, that's working now. And you think I had something to do with getting that fixed, even if it's a small way as opposed to just shouting on the full room and not knowing if you're being heard. You're actually, you're doing something and you can see your help helping. Yeah, especially yeah, you. You do so much really... stuff. Not like I can say anything about it, I'm aware, but yeah. 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 It's quite especially cool when you see... Especially catching your... bugs that might crash servers. That's, you know, that, when you see your, your bug in the, um, in the change control, that's quite fun, actually. 
And you say, hey, I found that. Actually, I kind of relate to that a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Every now and then, it doesn't happen very often, but every now and then they sneak a little one in the patch list where I say, that was me. I did a video highlighting that. And there is, I guess, you know, like I said, it doesn't happen very often for me, but there is some satisfaction in there, isn't it? That you, at least you've done a tiny little thing. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is fun, you know, even when they carry through some of the stupid names you give a bug, then you see that appear on the change list, you mm -hmm. think, oh, you would have thought someone would give that a better name, but mm -hmm. no. Copy and paste. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I mean, we don't catch everything, obviously, but mm. we we catch probably 90%, I would say, around that. Would you, you guys agree? No well, idea. No, on the yeah. percentage-wise, I, I couldn't say, but I think... You know, there's no expectation that we'd, we would ever catch everything. It's impossible, you know, um, especially as DCS and the modules themselves, the Hornet and the F-16, are getting so complex now. Um, we're never, ever going to catch everything. And, and the whole premise of closed beta testing is is that the, the main thing is to make, make as, as you said, Kat, make sure DCS, after the update, works. Uh, you know, it, on a basic level, everything works, and people can continue to enjoy it. We don't. We don't want is it to have serious crash issues, which is obviously one of the big things we look out for, or serious serious issues with modules. Um, are we going to catch every little issue? No, but we'll certainly try our hardest to do that. I think. Yeah. It's also nice to be a part of a team with a bunch of people with big brains. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Uh, you've grown a lot from each other as well. What team's that then? <laughs> Not GR, I can tell you that. <laughs> Must be the secret Apache team. Mm -hmm. Roger, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of good stuff I heard in there. And like, like, you know, I wouldn't know if you were spotting, you know, some of the stuff in the Viper or the Hornet or not. Anyway, but but from my point of view, the overall thing. The overall reliability of the thing and the enjoyability of the thing is what I noticed, and that's just gone up. Uh, I don't know exponentially for me, anyway. And long may it continue, guys. Uh, and, and it means I can keep doing stupid things. I like have hundreds of planes versus hundreds of planes. Um, okay, guys. Uh, all good answers so far. You've passed. Um, anything before we go on to the valued viewers questions? No. Okay, guys. No. Um, we've obviously got an agreement here that um, we can talk about the way they test stuff and uh, and stuff like that. We can't say, you know, we can't go into the details of obviously what they're testing. Are they testing this bit for this aeroplane? Because they're not allowed to talk about it. Um, so we can't do that. So I'll ask the questions and you can tell me whether you can answer them or not. Question the first. How does your team decide how to test? Do you hit one particular aspect at a time or do you look at all changes as a whole? Um, well, there's a couple of different ways. Yeah, a couple of different ways that we get into testing. Um, one of them is the forums. So we have guys that go through the forums, look at the bugs, uh, retest them, see if they can confirm them, especially if a track hasn't been provided. And then uh, they'll test that and confirm if there's a bug or not, and pass it up to uh, to be, oh yes, fixed. I myself also look at things like your videos uh, and other people's videos and when they point out bugs, I'll then try and replicate them myself and report them if they haven't been reported on the forum. Yeah, and in terms of month-to-month um, -month testing, you know, for the actual updates as the changes and fixes come through, then it's the approach is it's both of those. We, we 
we do test all the changes as a whole because that's how how everybody will receive them when the update goes live. You know, you you'll receive them as a whole package, so it's got to work together. But then, as we're all well aware, our favourite job is the regression testing, which is um, what does that focusing mean? Focusing on modules. Um, so we will, especially for the F sixteen, any module that's in heavy development. So the F sixteen, uh, the F eighteen, and uh, what have you. We have a, a set sh list of tests for every system that we go through, um, and we'll run that multiple times on for each update run after every build we get of the software, which can be five, six, seven builds of of, the, of an update in the run up to release day and every time then we restart their test from scratch and then test the systems again um, because as we're all well aware you know small changes can have un unintended consequences where you at least expect it um, so we have to test everything as rigorously as possible and it, it does take a lot of time it's probably I don't know what the guys what would you say I'd say it's probably about six to eight man hours to test say the, the Hornet from start to finish mm. every single weapon and every single system at least yeah at least yeah. most of it's in yeah single and multiplayer as well mm. sometimes we can get three or four updates a day so you, you just started on one and then another update so you've got to start from scratch again and that's where the real time goes into the testing especially when it's you know two or three days before release there yeah, is uh, quite a bit of pressure for um for the team i'd say yeah, the um, that's the that's I guess the most would you say boring part or you know repetitive part because you're doing the exact same tests every time, you know, uh, month after month. Re resetting keybinds is one of the tests, and and that is such a pain in the ass. That's a oh, patient God. test. That's a that's a patience test. Watch it, guys. Okay, very good. Um. The next question, what is your current split between VR and non-VR testing? And how do you perceive this changing in the future? So is he talking like a proportion split or uh, how, you, how do you take that question? Yeah, there'll be numbers of testers. Mm -hmm. I mean, That's I it. test multi-monitor with MFDs and, and clicky switches and things, like, you know, like a semi-cockpit build. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of guys here test with different VR systems, and we do it all at the same time on the same server. So if one guy in VR is saying, I'm seeing this, I can say, well, with multi-monitors, I'm not seeing that, or with multi-monitors, I am seeing this. It's like um, on the supercarrier, the LSO station, uh, I wasn't seeing anything, whereas the other guys with single monitors and VR were seeing it. So that was a book that we sorted. A lot of the other guys are in VR. OB it's probably worth test um, mentioning that the, we bring our own kit. We're, we're not kind of designated, so we came with what we were. Yeah. And as as such, we we are quite a sort of a broad group of different people. It's a bit like Noah's Ark. I don't know. Um, I see a lot of different squadrons, but there's there's people that have got a PvP flavour in their squadron or a Milsim flavour. So um, we we all have different kind of tastes and expertise in our little spot. Um, I, I, I wasn't party to how we were picked, but uh, the, it, it, I can see that we're all different. You know, I, I, I've got different tastes, perhaps, to other guys. Um, a lot of us also have different hardware, not just VR hardware, but, you know, uh, different capabilities in PCs. So we get a broad range of testing in that that regard. And we also have players all around, uh, sorry, testers all around the world. Um, so we also get different ping 
varieties as well. So myself and Gary, we we can be up to 300 ping to the server. Other guys will be right on top of it and have, you know, eight millisecond ping. So we can look at a lot of those things as well. Generally speaking, if you find a problem, uh, can you? Does it happen that you find problems in one set of hardware like VR, and then the problem does not exist in another set of hardware like non-VR? Is that a thing? I'm guessing it is. Yeah, yeah, very much a thing. There's, yeah. There can be differences. Um, VR and as Auntie mentioned, there multi monitors, different monitor setups. Um, yeah, so that's why it's it's nice. Like I say it's. No one's picked based on the hardware. It's, but equally, then it is. A, I think we've got a good representation, probably, of of what people have got out there as well. You know, we've got a bit of everything. Um, different VR headsets and different VR headsets can can see di problems differently and not not see them. Um, so it can get quite complex trying to replicate things, even down to different graphics cards, as we know, mm. can be a, you know can be cause mm -hmm. AMD people can see a problem and oh. NVIDIA people won't. And so many combinations. What a nightmare. Yeah. Seriously. It is. Um, and how to perceive the v changing in the future, VR, non-VR? I mean, I haven't really thought about it, but I would. you'd, you'd assume as time goes on, VR is going to become more accessible and more prominent and more attractive to people, I'd assume. I know for me, once I went to VR, I don't think, um, certainly for, for fun flying, um, I wouldn't not. I wouldn't go back from VR now. Mm. I think it would make it a bit difficult for testing. I do, yeah. So I tend to try and test yeah. mainly in two D, um, just because it's easier. I'm writing things down and and, and trying to, you know, read mm. things while I'm doing it. It's impossible in VR, but I do make a conscious, you know, effort to um, split my time and put the put the VR on because, mm -hmm. as we just said, you'll see things that that you don't see in two D. There's a lot of keyboard testing as well with with trying to you know because you haven't got you don't get in your pit and set up you're just running it over again so I, I use the keyboard and arrow keys quite a lot just when testing. It it it's a thing though that um, because we're enthusiasts we don't have too many people with potato PCs so I, I mm -hmm. don't know if that's the thing we're missing. Do we need to hire anybody that <laughs> is running really Still well? Still one. Mine's six years old. <laughs> Mm. I guess, like you said, I think, uh, mm. go ahead, Andy. I think I, I want to point out here as well that, I mean, some of the people we have in here, this is probably irrelevant. Um, I mean, I'll just point out a few. We've got Pikey in here. He He's uh, one of the guys behind Moose. Uh, we mm -hmm. have Kiri Bob in here who does SRS. We've mm -hmm. got Deadly Fishes and a number of other people who are behind some of the big servers like TTI, 4YA guys, um, uh, you know, blue flag. We 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 got server owners and programmers in here as well, so they can test stuff at the same time as we're doing all this. So we have a, a, a good range oh, yeah, yeah. Of, of people. Yeah. AMVI. One oh seventh. Obviously, Grim Reapers, who are a testing thing unto themselves. Really, <laughs> we can break it. <laughs> no one else can break it. <laughs> Cap can. <laughs> Nobody can break it like Cap. Well, and yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's been the idea that you know the expansion over the last eighteen months is is having basically obviously a lot of word of mouth, but going around other squadrons and and getting people because everybody uses DCS differently, mm. and and that's what we're trying to well that's how I looked at it trying to get in in here is 
the people that do all the different stuff. You know, you want this the super mill sim because everyone then will, will see different problems and, and we just get that nice input. Oh, Skatezilla is in as well, isn't he? Um, Can't forget Skatezilla. It works really well. Yeah, the, the, the scripting, that side of things, mm -hmm. we, need, we need input from every angle. So it's great. So what you've got really is a portion of the uh, of the demographic of who actually plays, um, which I think is what, is what you need. It's great. Okay, guys, very good. Next question: What sort of automated testing, if any, e.g., scripted control inputs or AI aircraft? I don't really understand that, but what do you guys make of that automated well, testing? As, as as the team as a whole, we don't we don't do automated testing. It's all, you know. The intention is to test on. it as we'd use it it's hands-on so but as, as we mentioned before we've got people with very big brains in here uh he's not here tonight but uh quoggles has made a, a very good tool that can do run aircraft through a series of automated tests that we, we do use as like a, a litmus paper kind of thing because you know if, if an aircraft on a particular weapon fails one of his tests then it it could be nothing and sometimes most of the time it, it, it is nothing but it could just help pinpoint something but i wouldn't say it's a it's not an official tool and it's not mm. something we rely on but it's it's certainly an interesting tool and very clever but 99 percent of the testing is 99.9 percent .9 is just hands-on and using it um how we would when we fly for fun because that's that's where you find the you know the issues mm -hmm. okay guys Next, we'll there is. Um, sorry. sorry, just uh, mm -hmm. going to say. Obviously, we do in in like our quality control department and everything. Quality assurance. There, there is an element of automated testing that's done there, um, but that's done by us internally before um, it goes out to close beta. Um, by us, but, you mean ED, right? Yes, by ED. Yeah. Um, so, but that obviously doesn't replace what we do here in close beta. Because this is the human factor, and you'll never replace that mm -hmm. um, with any amount of automation. I don't think. Very good. And I don't think I don't think you can do automation very easily on multiplayer either. No, really. exactly. Mm. Okay, guys. A similar question as the previous one, but I'll ask it anyway. What is the hardware scope of the CB testing? Given that DCS can be run on a variety of systems with different specifications in the live environment, um, and we've asked that already, and I had a follow-up to that, and that is regards controllers. There are a heck of a lot of controllers out there. You got your, um, what have I, we've got my wing wings, and we've got our um, your X fifty sixes and your warthogs, and you know all these different systems out there, all sorts and butt kickers and MFD screens and and all of that. Do you ever get any problems? that you find that you spot with certain hardware systems like controllers and such? Yeah, we, actually had a, we actually had, had an issue with the MFD Cougars some time ago. They were out of sync, uh, for example, that we couldn't, um, we couldn't actually um, uh, program them because they would, um, as soon as they restarted DCS, they would be deep, uh, unprogrammed. So yeah, that happens mm. with the specific types of hardware. And I also have a, a stream deck from Elgato. And um, I usually test it with all my modules to see if all connections go because it, it uses a, a very special um, plugin 
so yeah, and also with uh, other MFDs and other types of panels that are sold, I, there's some people here already have those panels. And it's also a sample of what what's out there. Yeah, I think I think the proportion, the cross section of what people have is pretty much the same as out there in DCS. So I have wing wing panels, X fifty six joystick. I know Gary has Thrustmaster. Um, Obi has wing wing controllers. So mm, um, and then Artie's got multi MFD. Oh, sorry, purple. purple. Oh, my bad. Um, and um, <laughs> I know Auntie and Gary run multi-MFD and, and so on, and a lot of other guys as well. There's a few Arduino guys. Uh, Auntie, do you, you Arduino, don't you? Yeah, I do Arduino stuff. Yeah, I know Frank is into his button boxes as well. So, yeah, And we've got some, some potato-type machines, as they would call them, you know, some of the, the old older hardware that we run on, because um, cause not everybody has super fast computers i can't do that i mean I, i've got a, a, a six-year-old gaming laptop with a, mm -hmm. uh, an i7 5700 which we used we used to use in gr as the as the server at one time and it's got a 960 mobile chip with only two gig of video ram on it and sometimes i boot that up with dcs just just to make sure it will still work mm. with you know such a low graphics card okay guys thank you very much Next, what is the requirement to to be to becoming a closed beta tester? Is there a certain thing you have to have or not have or or whatever? The main requirement is be a nice person. Oh, um, talking about that. Well, I know, and it no, it's, it sounds silly, but it is. That's mm, that is the yeah. main thing. Just get along because um, I don't want to blow smoke up everyone's bottom in here, but it is a really great group of people. Like you said before, you probably all argue and all this. There isn't any. It's it might be a lively discussion now and again, but yeah, on the whole, that. it's a really, really good group. You know, everyone that's here and everyone that, that can make it tonight. So that's the main thing I look for is just you're a nice person, basically. But then going on from there, it's the the, the only way we or the way we can look at how you would be as a, a, a tester is forum reports. If you you know if you're active on the forums, reporting bugs from open beta as as a lot of people do. Uh, that helps a lot, um, and just a good sound knowledge of of DCS and either specific airframes or ideally, you know, broad knowledge of, of of most, and then one that you've got a really good good understanding of, just so you you can test. Um, and then I'd say the other things having spare time, which I think, because the the guys here will probably attest, mm. is needed. Yeah. Yeah, you, there is a there is a fairly hefty commitment, you know, um, to, you know, you can't just sit around and do nothing. You you do have to actually do stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, keep and, and secrets. You know, oh yeah, your ability to keep secrets is a thing. Yeah, there is a a commitment to you know to to contributing and and being involved in the testing and and you know and if you if you can't maintain that, then we have to switch out because although we're looking maybe to increase the team size slightly there is a there's an upper limit of where we want to be with testers to, to keep it manageable and um you know then it means if if you're not so active then then you you know you may ask to ask to do a little bit more and, it, and if that doesn't work out then we'll switch out with somebody else and um it's not a bad thing if people you know people come and go pretty regularly um doesn't mean to say they can't come back if they get more time well, that's that's kind of how we work it. What do you guys? Lovely list we got there. That's good. Thank you very much. 
Next, interesting one. Um, probably won't be able to answer this, but we can have a quick chat anyway. How soon can we expect multi-core performance? Playing in VR is an amazing experience, but even with high-end equipment, we can't utilize it to its full extent. So very, very quickly, my understanding is that our CPUs have multiple cores in them, and this particular application only uses one or one and a bit, I think something along those lines. Um, to be honest, like most of the applications that I use at the moment, but uh, they're asking when will it use more of those multi-cores we think there. i think i remember there is a plan i know we're not going to talk about it in detail but there is a plan for that for the future wasn't there yeah there is a plan sure and it was i think it was in um newsletter about two or three weeks ago um more than that really i mean it's a good question um but the newsletter had the most up-to-date information mm. and you know in the scope of it's, it's outside the scope of really what we're talking about tonight here yeah and, um you know, there's other people far more qualified to give more information on that as and when uh, Roger, it's ready. That's for a different interview. Okay. Um, exactly. A similar one. How is the progress for the Apache coming along? And we'll just watch Wagner's video, surely. Basically, yeah. The answer is yes. I, yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, it's coming along, well, great, as you can see in, in Matt's vids, you know. Um, it's looking looking really good. But, I think um, Steam has it for release on the 15th of December. So I well, think as we all know, Steam dates are often a placeholder, aren't they? So <laughs> yes, um, they are. we have to tell Steam a date. Um, so that's why often uh, we have this for every module launch. But, you know, Steam says, oh, Steam says it's going to be here. And then we change it because we have to keep keep it to a certain... There's a limit. I don't get involved with Steam, but there's a limit to how far ahead you can say. So that's why we have to change it. So Steam can't be used as an in, you know, uh, indicator. Roger, newsletters as as the official line newsletters are the best thing newsletters. all right guys back to the more serious questions even though the quality of the releases has has improved agreed massively over the last year sometimes major obvious bugs still make it through why is that not enough time not enough testers i wish they gave an example um yeah but but, but uh, i'm sure that's you know i'm sure that's got some truth in it but answer well i'll start and then i'll turn it over to the guys because they may have, may have a different answer to that i've got um i think over the last year major bugs is probably i wouldn't say they were major but there's probably been a there's a, been a couple of f16 things that that have gone through to open beta um why is that well there's a couple of there's a couple of things to to look at it could be as we said before it could be that they were just missed you know, on the grand scheme of things, you know, on a particular update cycle, the guys might have caught just, I'd say, 40 bugs. Just, you know, pick a number out of the air. And then that's the one that didn't get caught. So um, the other side of it is that it more than likely, in most occasions, except for probably once or twice that I can remember, they, were, they are caught in testing, but then it's up to us as ed to then make a decision do we delay the whole update based on this this one issue that we found or do we release and then then we've already started planning the hot fix because we know we need to fix it and it, it you know and it might be that the the fix isn't ready for say the wednesday of the release but it's going to be ready for friday so rather than delay the whole update unless it's obviously it's totally game breaking bug in which case we would do We'll, we'll let it go through and then with the full knowledge that we're going to fix it within a few days. I certainly don't think it's not enough testers. I think, we, you know, as we said, we're in the team slightly, but I think we're in a good place with testers. Um, time, we tend, there's been a few 
squeezes in the middle of the year. We got a little bit of a squeeze on time. Um, I do remember it was just before, was it just after 2.7? I think we had a little run of very tight update windows. And, um, but I don't think we, we had anything major through then. So time, not necessarily a factor because when we have less time, everyone chips in and, and really gets stuck in. So um, it's a you know good team effort in that, in that respect. Sometimes there are there are updates for the what do we call it the release candidate that occur not long before the patches release like the patches released publicly and um, whilst we try the regression teams try and at least get the major things out of the way before it comes out we don't necessarily get all of them. As yeah, as we catch the game breakers. That's that's the thing. Yeah, the ones that good... crash your servers or crash your desktop or stop your weapon systems from working completely. They're, they're the, the big major bugs. They're the ones that we have to catch, and I think they're the ones that we do catch most of the time. At the end of the day, people have to realize it's still open beta. It's public, but there's still yeah. bugs to be accounted for. And even if we don't catch them, if they catch them, they're also participating in improving the, the simulator by reporting them in the forum. Uh, there's another way of answering this, and it's, it's simple. Us as a group moan internally about how much time we get, and and I think I could probably say this. You know, we we kind of pick on you and say, you know, all right, you're gonna do this to us. You're gonna put us under the thumb here. Um, and we do our best, but it's not like this. The, the point is missed. I think it's a well well made point by someone. Stuff that will get through, and it, it'll always happen. But I think what we're achieving is doing it less and having it happen less. Yeah, I can certainly attest to be the, you know, to getting picked on. The moaning, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but no, but in <laughs> fairness, it's good. And, and I wouldn't want it any other way because, um, one, it shows you all care. And two, it's good, you know, we, we good to push back if you, and uh, completely all for it. Also, one, one other thing you have to remember this isn't a video game, these are highly complex weapon systems on these aircraft and if something slides through you know we catch it later at least i was going to say um uh, i think one thing that you got to think about when you're when the you're making questions like that is that you don't see the the ones that we catch mm. you know we, we would catch a lot before they actually get out like literally you know a day before the release we will find but like game breaking bugs and They'll get fixed really quickly and and make it and the it'll be fixed before it comes out. Exactly right. And as Vader said, it's a it's a really good point of reference that we are looking at release candidates for an open beta. So that does have to be kept in mind. Okay. It's, again, it's a conveyor belt of, of software coming at an amazing speed. Uh, ED really push this stuff out fast. They're constantly at it. There's not a single game that that, that, that plays like this. Even Star Citizen and all those games that are, you know, apparently long in development don't have this game. The, the idea of this game is like, got a when's your release date, DCS World? Oh, we don't have a release date. We're just going to keep going. Can you imagine what that feels like? So it's just a cascade of software, and 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 there's so many levels of tests. We're right at the back end of, of this. You know, you've got mm -hmm. you've got Ed's team, you've got um, 
other tester teams that see deeper into it and then you've got us doing this this like this user acceptance testing with the multiplayer con um, concentrating so you know and then it's just repeat and repeat and repeat and it keeps going it's relentless it's like the sea just trying to brush it back so um you know in the one hand it's the hardest thing to test something it's a moving goal there's a goal that's moving across you've got to you've got to hit it while it's going and then it's going to come across it's like pong <laughs> but again you've got um you, you know this this you, you've, you've got a good chance of doing it and you you keep doing it but that's the benefit of having this software it's just so amazing that we're getting all these free updates for years and years and playing this for 10 years so you know I, I i we can we can live with the odd bug if we get to stable um and we've got much more of a brighter future than than mo any game that's got a release date roger guys just yeah, i mean Go this on. isn't Fortnite, you know. This is not like Fortnite. It, this this game is so or game. This simulator, simulator is so complex under the hood, with all the different systems integrated, and including like uh, real world uh, aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, you've got proper lift and 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 stuff like that. You've got turbulence now, and and they're heading towards real time weather. Um, it's so complex, you know, that the, the guys that are behind this are chucking out updates to us. Sometimes we get three or four a day. Sometimes there isn't any for two, three, four days. And, and then it's like buses or policemen. They all come along at once. Um, and, yeah, it's it's so complex, you know. You meant, di you meant um, dynamic weather, right? Yes. Um, Just to be clear. Oh, and you have to remember there's some some stuff out there that's not really public knowledge and so we we have to get close to what is depicted in real life but not we don't have the information to corroborate that so it's all everything you see on dcs is public knowledge has been based on public knowledge of the aircraft and systems and that sometimes we it's not guesswork but it has to be quite close to the reality and um that takes time, and that's why there's all there's always this this uh, game aspect to it because some of the information is classified. Well, yeah, Auntie I'll, said I'll it, just, it's not Fortnite, but there's always two more weeks. Just just to touch on that briefly, uh, just to add to that is, uh, oftentimes people report bugs, particularly in the forums, and say you know, oh, the the Harrier uh, HUD uh, infrared spot system works like this, and we we can report with that, but we have to, you know, the first thing is going to get asked of us is, well, can you prove with mm -hmm. some sort of publicly available information that it does that? And um, often that's not provided. So we will have to then go and find it if we can. Um, and I will spend hours researching stuff if I can to find things, but oftentimes they can't be found, so there's nothing that we can do. Roger, guys, um, that was some great answers. And I've got one tiny thing to help kind of quantify that, to kind of put it into, into context. Um, I was messing around with the kind of, you know, the front end, easy access stuff, some of the Lewis stuff the other day. I was, I was trying to create a, um, a, a missile, a powered missile. And I took the, what is it, the JSAL, and um, I went in and put a, a, a rocket motor on the back of it. Okay, thinking that this would be an easy thing to do, so because I wanted to turn it into a drone. Okay, I want to put a fifty pounds of thrust on the back of the JSAL. That would be easy, right? 
Um, there's a whole, there's a lure there, and there's uh, I don't know, maybe fifty, a hundred parameters that you can change. No idea what any of them do. They're either in Russian or just not well explained. Um, and I thought, well, you know, how hard can it be? It's a missile. It goes forwards. It's probably just got some very basic subroutine behind it that makes it go forwards. I just want to push it a little harder with a bit of thrust, and let's turn it into a little drone. No, it turns out every time you fire a JSAL, um there's this massive flight model behind it and you can make it do all sorts of weird things completely by accident and i spent a whole day uh, which i just can't afford to do but i spent a whole day getting this bloody j cell to try and act like a little drone and everything i did i did it got more and more complicated and more and more frustrating and i thought they this is like a proper flight model for a full airplane and this is just a missile it's, it's just a thing that you fire and you don't even think about it you know, if that was me, if I programmed DCS, I would just have something super simple. It goes forwards, it goes down a bit, it sort of hits the target, that's it. But it's got this full, huge, dynamic flight model that's adjusted for the wind. And so I thought, you know what, I'm checking out. And after that day, I promised I'm never going to go into something like that again because it was just a nightmare. But it proves what you guys are saying about, I don't want to use the word overmodeled, but you know what I mean? It's, it's massively highly detailed, even on stuff that you wouldn't think would be massively highly detailed. So, um, that is, anyway, it's just a kind of story that I remember from the other day that kind of uh, reinforces what you're saying. Um, right. You know, they call that the simplified flight model. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Well, the simplified flight model is too hard for me, guys. Right. We're pushing on. When will the F10 bug for predominantly Radeon cards be addressed? I only found out about this the other day. Apparently, I don't even know what the problem is really, but apparently F10 bug, go. Hobie. Yeah, well, um, I'm fairly certain that it has been already addressed. Um, it, the F10 map bug was where the icons had disappeared. With people that had uh, Radeon cards, the icons on F10 had just randomly disappeared. Well, not turned out not randomly. Um, but I've just had a quick check to make sure I'm not making this up, but I just checked on the forum, and after the last open beta, it seems that it was resolved for people because we put a fix out in the last open beta, so... I guess that's a primary um, example if, of where it works on everyone's computer except this guy who's got this type of graphics card, and that doesn't work. Yeah, and if whoever asked the question is still seeing it, then um, go to the forum, make a report, and um, put a track up there and, and, and some evidence, and we'll, we'll definitely have a look at it. And some hardware specs helps too, especially if it seems to be a hardware. Yeah, yeah DCS bug. blog and all that, the usual reporting stuff, but yeah, put it on the forum and, and it'll definitely get looked at. You know what? It may, imagine how much easier your job would be if you were making an Xbox game and everyone had exactly the same thing. And just test it. Yep, we know it's going to work for all a million people or whatever. That's what you want to do. Anyway, guys, um, I digress. Uh, right. Hey, I was wondering, how do you test if aircraft is actually according to specs you get from real planes? And how do you compare to the data on real life planes so that's not really anything to do with what we're talking about today but has anyone got any interesting anecdotes for, for it, that it's classic isn't it it's like we are not nasa scientists um and we definitely don't know what how the developers have designed it but it's got to make sense so one of the things that we find challenging about what we do is that we don't always get a spec sheet because that's that's proprietary confidential ed information mm -hmm. um but we have to check that it makes sense so we we do a lot of blind testing you know does just this the gear okay does it come down right that seems okay um but sometimes it's what's this button do <laughs> we'll ask Obi, you know we, 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 we don't know so um yeah don't confuse us with uh, mm -hmm. uh the developer side um because that's that's we, yeah we don't have those answers 
Yeah, that's definitely the, the more that side of things is is the test that we do internally. You know, um, where we have more of the the data sheets and, and whatnot to to refer to. Um, but like, Pike summed it up pretty much spot on. It's it's the blind testing as well is um, is a good thing like for new modules and that. It's because we want you know we want you guys to look at it as a person who just downloaded it. You know. Um, so, I, and that's some of the best testing you can do. I think I think um, a lot of what we do in closed beta testing is uh, about player expectations. So, does the aircraft perform as a player uh, or, or flight simulator enthusiast would expect it? Yes, we don't we can't sit there and look at the hard numbers necessarily. But you know, if a, if a yak can uh super cruise you know obviously mm. that's clearly not within spec you know so we do look at those things we you know is it plausible i think is is more where um i think pikey was heading mm. what do you guys uh, well i mean mm -hmm. these things will be addressed if we do have the data but it's, it's not like we sit there and, and figure out every aspect of the uh flight envelope every time yeah, it's important to say that we have these very heated and interesting conversation about avionics and our ECM is the latest one that we've been going on about. And that's that, you know, we all want that, but we, nobody knows how it works anyway. So we're all second guessing how we could ever implement it in the first place. Roger, guys. Um, and for the record, I have asked for access to the development team and I've been told, and rightfully so, Cap, that will never happen. So, <laughs> guys, fair enough. How, yeah. Next question, and this is important. I think you'll all agree. And I quote, how many bathrooms does Obi need? So someone's <laughs> going to need to explain it. Down to me then, by the sounds mm -hmm. of it, is it? No one's going um, no well, to... Oh, here we go, yeah. We, we, we get frequent updates in the testing channels on uh, Obi's bathroom renovations mm -hmm. uh, in, his, in his new house. And uh, we often wonder how much he actually does in the testing Ooh. We have a vested interest in it as well because Awkward. the money for these bathrooms comes off the back of our efforts. So does, we like that. to know how it's going. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, dear. That's oh, where yeah. all so, so it's a question in the future. That's where all our pay goes in the floor mm -hmm. of his bathroom. Agreed. Thanks to, to my hard efforts at weekends over mm -hmm. the last few months, I now have two bathrooms. Two bathrooms? Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Well, the rest of us one... have just got one OB. Well, I know one's in the living room, but you know the, the other one is is the, one, the next one that will be done, and that is um, that is straight from the 1950s. It's a beautiful bathroom, so wow. yeah, very nice. There you go, guys. Uh, I don't think everyone wants to hear about my bathroom situation. There is lots I, I can say he's about that. A, he's also got a DCS rig in there, so he, he can test <laughs> all the time. Yes, yes. While grounded, it's his commitment. No, no, I mean, come on, putting the rig in the bathroom would be stupid. I've just bought a very long cable for the VR. Mm. Ah, there you go. Okay, guys, we're going to push on, believe it or not. How and we've kind of covered this as well, uh, and I get the feeling there may be some shouting here, but how long do closed beta testers get to test things before they're pushed to go live? Um, well, starting probably three weeks before the update, depending on if there's a hot fix. If there's no hot fix, it can be can be four weeks, but there's normally a little bit of a, a little after an update while we get together. The, uh, the stuff for the next one. So longest is is three weeks if we're doing a monthly cycle and, and it can be if, if coming towards the end of the three weeks, if there's fixes and, and things that are, that are coming in um, and all the um, all the partner developer updates, they come in near the end of that cycle. So they have a lot less time to, to be tested. Um, 
But as as, so, as was mentioned earlier, it can be the night before the update. We're, we're the, you know we're testing. Well, we are testing anyway. But we can be testing fixes and and that the night before. Yeah, That's usually we will have the release calendar that actually goes out. You know, on 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 the Wednesday on the update day, we will usually have that one or two days before. I would say on like Monday usually. Um, if we get really unlucky then there's going to be a new release candidate on Tuesday or even on the day off. When uh, we, we normally start regression testing probably what, a week, I would week say. Before, maybe. yeah. Yeah, um, so that's when most of the changes are in. And then it's usually just there's no new features, there's only bug fixes. So things that we find in that regression testing or coincidentally or something that's reported um, is about a week before the projected release date and then that release date may move if we find serious bugs in that regression testing i think the, the the last update that we we had not i mean not the the last one we had but um that the latest update that we had i think was about three hours before the patch went live and that yeah, was yeah, it, yeah it you've got a, to clarify a small bug well. but, yeah that those yeah. those aren't big changes you know no that wasn't it's... a big change it was just a change that on a bug that we found the night before and said hey you know any chance of getting this in the patch exactly. before it goes out and so you know that said right we've done that sorted that so you've, you've got to get back in and specifically test that and then any systems around that that might have been affected by by that change um so it's all hands to the pump in those sort of situations you guys Next one, very important. How much does the average tester get paid above or below 50000 a year? <laughs> well, it's definitely below. Isn't way, it's below 50000 Way below. <laughs> way below. Yeah, it's probably about, it's about 50000 below. Is, 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 yeah. it, is it the same amount as I pay RC? Is that what we're getting here? I think they're on the same level wage. Yeah. Right. I think we get less. Yeah. I think we get less. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow, you're going to minus. <laughs> yes, we do. We've had, I think Huhu here hasn't had to buy a new hard drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me just go and get my yeah. tiny violin. Hang on. Mm -hmm. To clarify, to clarify, <laughs> valid viewers, they do not get paid. They do it for the love of doing it. They do uh, because they're crazy. Uh, well done, guys. Um, how does uh, one become a tester? We've already talked about that, so we're skipping that one. What is the worst bug that's ever been found in testing in the last eighteen months? Ooh. Bloody annoying noise on the mosquito when you pull the throttles back. Drives <laughs> <laughs> me mad. I mean, we we that where you would you know join you know one or another aircraft and you start it up and just crashes your game completely mm -hmm. to desktop. But that yeah, obviously never bad. made it to you know that those obviously never made it out. Yeah, if, you, if you're talking severity of bugs, it's those those kind of things, isn't it? Just, you know, crash desktop issues and, and things mm. like that. It's not exactly what I would call exciting bugs, but they're well, the worst ones. The ones that are, are so contagious or so um, impactful are the ones that moan about missiles. They tend to be the the ones that, um, you know, the, the, the PvP guys just go massively about. And it can be really, really... We had one... Was it... I, I don't want to talk about it, but there, there, there's several bugs to do with missiles that have been spoken about at length. Um, and testing that is so difficult mm. because you're getting two people up and you're jousting, you're throwing missiles around and you're trying to work out and you don't have much time. <laughs> yeah, and I must admit. 
go on, I will say. I was going to say, must have, I must admit, most of our, a lot of our multiplayer uh, testing involves missile sync, missile behavior, uh, and missile evasion, uh, and, and the, I guess, ease thereof. Um, yep, things get through because we, we can't, if we sat on it forever, nothing would ever come out, I think. Yeah. Just a cut off point yep. where you've just got to say, I, I, that's the best we can do. Yeah, and with things like the A120 that's, that's just been released, you know, there's 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 improvements to be made now on the terminal seeking, you know, but we couldn't do those improvements bef without releasing the MIG course and the INS that we released last time. Um, we have to get that working first to get the missile where it should be, you know, in the general area correctly, and then move on and do the do the terminal stuff. Then you move on and do the countermeasure resistance and things like that. If we if we try to do it all at once, as I as I will just said, you know, we'll be sat there for months testing and, and refining and testing and going back and mm -hmm, changing mm -hmm. something that we'd done the previous month. Whereas if we're breaking into stages and and yes, we know things are going to need improvement in the following update, but it's uh, something as as complex as the AIM one twenty. It can't be done in one single update and then you know everything be perfect. We need that development and we need. As we mentioned before, we need masses of people on it. We need the open beta players using it, firing off a hundred thousand AMRAMs, and then we get the bug reports from open beta, and they are invaluable um, to the process. And then we're already before that updates out, we're already working on the next phase of it. So, you know, um, and that's that's how it has to be. You guys, um, I've just thought of one an uh, interesting question to answer that I'm going to splice in. How big of a bug is required that you find that you would pull the uh, open beta release until it was fixed? Can you quantify that somehow? How many people does it have to affect? How many planes does it have to affect? You know, that's what I'm thinking. One one module would be if it was a if it was a crash bug or rendered. Um that particular module unusable that would probably be enough um if it was something we found in time um it's... every time a, a patch has been delayed you could say that's when that's happened well it so, doesn't yeah. help because we you can't know, see it like but last week the um what else anything that that i can figure something i don't know if i want to we can say it or, go, or make, make, make a make a, an, well, so an well, analogy, make, make it up, but make it. You know what I mean? Well, there, okay. There were, well, there was a time with with something, and it was kind of visual. We got asked our opinions on it by people that were were quite way up. I remember there we were in that room with you, Auntie there, um, and it was it affected VR users. And it was super annoying. And for me as a VR user, I, I, I felt I wanted to say, no, I, I can't, you know, put my heart behind pushing us out on Wednesday. But I also knew that I was not the most important section of community. There was like, you know, I don't know what the statistics are and how many people do it in TD, but they were going to have a fantastic experience. And it was just... Uh, I, in the end, I kind of just I, I wanted to to say no, but I ended up saying, "Oh yeah, I think most people would like this." Do you remember what it was, Obi? 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Roger. Um, I, I get the. You know, it's a good description, Pike. I get I get the idea of the size of thing that you're talking about now. So that's... Yeah, and that's you know that's something when it comes to big new features. Um, if there was a major problem with it, and not even new features, but any major problem, could be enough to to stop a release. You know, delay a release. We're not. Mm. Um, we're not on railway road tracks, you know, focused on this. We've, well, we said we're doing it in, so we've got to do it then. Obviously, we'd prefer to keep to the schedule, um, but not knowingly to make... The top and bottom of it is, once the update comes out, as the vast majority of players going to have a better experience in DCS or worse, and if it's going to be worse after the update, then we yeah. would prefer not... We prefer to wait and make it so it's better, because... And that's that comes back to the same thing with when these you know sometimes yeah. we make a decision to let a smaller issue with a module through, because we, we, we you you look at the update as a whole and go well hang on, everybody's going to be having a much better experience because of the rest of the update. Do we want to delay that and then delay things subsequently down the line, or do we let it go and then then we've got a hot fix which we, we you know we've planned and and we know about the issue we're fixing it and the hot fix will be out in a few days. I will say this, and I don't know if it should be edited out or not, but maybe we can decide. Um, when it's a bit of a line ball, oftentimes he'll ask the closed beta testers, you know, is should we should we delay? Should is it is it a releasable product? Is this a uh, a stopper? You know, um, and whilst we don't necessarily have the final say, at least he can get a feel for what a broad section, a broad representation of the community will think. You know, is could we live with this or not? Yep. That's that's yeah exactly it, and um, that goes back to what we were saying at the start. You know, you 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 the team's a broad section of the community, and and your your opinion matters because it'll be your opinion times a million that we'll get when the update comes out. So yeah, absolutely. I'd always um, for things like that, we do, we do a poll, don't we? Like go no go, yep. and then that feeds up, and like, yeah. as you said, it's not that's not the final say, but that'll feed up, and you know we we work through that. Um, through the other testing teams, and and then we'll make a decision. You know, you get a good consensus of. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what it would be like? There's, it's just, the whole process is a team effort from top to bottom. You know, so. Roger, guys. Very good. A little less serious. Anyone got any anecdotals about the strangest or the funniest or the weirdest things that you found? Ka fifty ejection crashed everybody to desktop. Oopsie. Um, was a V one bombs on a gazelle? What was that one stalker? <laughs> yeah, that was was more a stalker thing, but yeah. An E two Hawkeye with engines shut off, taxiing sideways in the air across the map. Oh yeah, I remember that was a good one. Though, yeah. Oops. Some of you would. Are you seeing that? Or was it just me? Uh, like, that I had fun trying to land a hind on top of a floating E2 radar dome. Ooh. There's a hind call orbiting um, Dover Castle for about an hour and a half, and it was shot up to pieces, and its engines were on fire, and all its crew was dead. <laughs> but it, it orbited for an hour and a half. What a pilot, Auntie. <laughs> I, uh, I, we, I, had to, I, we had to ram into it to get it to, to fall out of the <laughs> sky. It was it was nuts. I have one. Uh, I think I actually reported it because I'd seen it somewhere in a video or a picture, and that was that the F-16 was able to refuel upside down. 
um, so that the probe would go through the body of the aircraft and as long as you touched where the uh, attachment point was for the refueling probe, uh, you know, it would work. So I reported it up the chain and it came back down from the developers that I should now test the A-10. Um, so I don't know if you've ever tried to fly upside down an A-10 behind a tanker. It, it's very difficult and uh, oh, it didn't work. I guess the problem out. with the A-10 is, yeah, if you fly upside down after about 10 seconds or so, the fuel system can't keep up and the engines will flame out. The F-16 should do the same, but um, apparently it doesn't. But yeah, so it was just like, you know, uh, as Obi said on the uh, on the report that came down, he wanted video evidence that I'd actually done. Mm. And there was one time that I wish you were part of the team, Cap, mm. because I thought, I thought that's the kind of Nazi that, thing that you do. I, I must say, I did take extreme pleasure in um, asking you to make the video of you doing it. <laughs> Well, I did actually try. I did you actually try. try. I'm not sure if you're thinking that you know what, but yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's probably the, that's one of the funnier ones, I think. Mm. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Um, this doesn't make any sense to me, but let's see what you say. How involved are third-party developers in testing? What's a third-party developer? So they're like our partner developers, like Heatblur, Raspberry. Oh, right. Uh -huh. um, and they've they've got a presence in testing, so they're, they're obviously from from their point of view, which we're not here to talk about that, but they, they have their own testing teams um, for all their development um, and then send us the finished product for each update. We, obviously, as part of our testing, look at them as part of the general test of the DCS. Um, but, yeah, yeah, all the third parties of the in the team, so to speak, they've got representation, so they're there and available mm -hmm. if we want to talk I'm to not them. I'm sure, not sure if I can say this, but, again can edit it out if you want. Um, so particularly with the, the GR team, because I guess myself and Obi sort of manage that in a, in a way. Is, um, when we have spare time, because we're waiting for fixes to things that we've already found problems to, and we've received the updates from the parties, I'll often say to some of our own GR subject matter experts, I guess you could say, you know, check out the Harrier. So I know Cypher does a lot with the Harrier. Uh, Auntie does a lot with the Mirage. You know, we get people... You know, there's, there's there's nothing to do because we're waiting for ED to fix something. We may as well test that stuff. So, and also I know Cipher goes through the Harrier, for example, the Harrier bug logs in the uh, in the forums and reports them. Yeah, he's done amazing work there. Good work, Cipher. Yeah, it's good, and it's just a yeah. you know, it's again, it's a team, and the, and the partner devs are part of it. You know, we all work together. Everyone wants a good release, uh, don't they? So. Um, I think it's just as much in, in our interests and ED's interests that they work well as well. So if we can lend 100%. some time to that, yeah. Um, we do. Yeah, we're you know we're all about everything working, not just you know particular things. Everything's got to work mm -hmm. nicely together. So in an ideal world, um, and that's the push towards it. So yeah, I think it's it's great. You know, the the partner devs are active. Our testers are you know everyone has their own specialities. Like you said, T Cipher's the Harrier. Um, and, and that, I think it works really well. Are there any, I don't understand this again, are there any helicopters in the northern <laughs> area in testing? I'm mean, sorry, Ugh. what does northern area I have testing no mean? no idea what that is. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure I can think of one fine Australian fella who will fill you in on that. Gary, Iron Wolf? The uh, I know nothing about this, but I'll say <laughs> there are plenty of helicopters in the southern zone. They're red ones. Yes, okay, well, <laughs> it all stems from about, you'll probably remember this, mm -hmm. about three years ago i made a mission 
uh, for us all to fly and coffee campaign. Mm -hmm. It was right in my early days of mm. uh, messing around with the mission editor, and I put some triggers in to alert people to when there was helicopters in the southern zone. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I did, <laughs> I used the, re the repeat trigger. So for an hour and a half, you had a stream <laughs> of messages in the top right of your screen saying there were helicopters in the southern zone. How to ruin zone. a video? Let Obi do something. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's at least three years ago, and I've still not heard the end of it. And you never will do it. I know he works at ED. I so think I it's think... because I do very little wrong, and it's the only thing they've got. Mm. And it's I now think, a yeah, it, it is representative, though, of I think the attitude of the team that we don't, you know, we don't always take each other's, you know, mm. we don't take things too seriously Times all the time. We we do, yeah. do joke around and uh, and maybe have a rib of each other every now and then, and I don't think anyone gets too offended. Andrea, I have just one quick uh, thing to insert. You know, you were talking about this regression testing. Is that just the new modules? Don't tell me you have to go back and test all the A10C and all the things, the 13 year old modules. We do test the A10C2. Yeah. Right. We, we do test. So we'll, we'll have on the regression side, which is the, the super, super detailed testing, is for the newer modules. Yeah. Um, but we have a general test of every module. Um, which we do at least two or three times, um, which is every jumping into every module, firing at each weapon. Mm. Uh, it's not as detailed as the regression testing, but it's a it does this work kind of test. Um, so yeah, the older the model, you know, if, if if something's had something changed, then we'll focus on it. But and, if we know nothing's been changed, then and you're gonna have well, to have. Also, Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say on top of that, um, I mean, there there is time, so most of that goes to the newer you know, first-rate modules, but many of us have aircraft we love. So if we right. finish our main regress testing, yeah. we'll go through and, you know, pick our favorite one and, and have a look at that and that, make sure everything's in order. That was the next obvious follow-up question, because if you asked me to go and drop test a JDAM in an A-10, I've got no idea how to do it. I can't remember. So you, presumably you've got guys that uh, specialize in certain modules as well, which is just, an, again, a natural thing to have, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. How many testing teams work on the new updates prior to release. I don't know if that means something to someone. Is that just yeah, a genuine um, question? Or? Just, I don't sorry, know, can we answer that, Obi? Yeah, just repeat it again, sorry. How many testing teams work on the new products prior to release? So to, I'm, I'm guessing, like, like an Apache is coming up as a new product. How many testing teams work on that new product? That's, um, that's what I think. Well, well yeah, I mean, we've obviously we've got, we've got lots of internal testing teams within ED. Um, not going to go into so that's separate from closed beta, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's 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 probably three or four teams separate from closed beta, yeah. um, each looking at different things. And then you've got all the SMEs. If it's a new product, you're in the SMEs and all that kind of thing. The developers who are obviously um, well placed to test themselves as well with the knowledge they have. Um, yeah, so there's there's lots and lots of people involved in testing all th all throughout the modules. I mean, that's probably the best way of No, I get it. That. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and the final question, and we've done this before, but I'll ask it anyway. Were there any bugs the team found that halted? Have you guys halted an update in a good way? I mean, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 We um, I think a good example is uh, when the new clouds released. They were pushed back yeah. two weeks, as some may remember. Last, yeah, last yeah. week, I think we released yeah. on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday because we pushed back. Yeah, like I said before, you know, every time every time the release hasn't come out on the day that we say, it's usually because we found something that we think is game breaking. Yeah, um, exactly. and and it can't be released. Yeah, it's the same same as the previous question was. You know, it's if there's a, a 
major issue with either a new feature or, or just existing features, then we'll, we we find it, or whoever finds it, it's not always closed beta. It's other, there's other testing teams, they might find something. Um, we've got, you know, the, the, the QA guys who are looking at crash logs and things like that. They can pick things up through the automated system. Um, so, yeah, there's, it's actually quite often. I was going to say, I mean, you, you want to briefly touch on that, that, you know, when you do these crash log reports, they don't just yeah, shoot up in crash, the space and no yeah, one looks at them? Yeah, the, the crash logs are, um, the automated crash reporting in DCS is super important to always send, send the report because oh. they do get logged in the back end and they do, if, if there's multiple crashes with the same thing, then comes to our attention much quicker especially when they're, they're things like i don't know direct text crashes and things like that really technical just when you get the kind of full full crash as in the game crash yeah you know when, when you yeah. get the do you want to send a report right. i didn't i didn't want it. to trouble you Obi. i didn't want to trouble you so i never did it so right okay well thankfully it doesn't go to me otherwise they couldn't <laughs> get very far but yeah it's um it's well worth doing because it's, it's you know it's really it's valuable information to us because it can it can root out some really um, obscure crashes, shall we say? And um, yeah, definitely worth doing. And then that's uh, what the QA guys do. That you 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 know we're we're here having the the chat now. Um, I think it's worth highlighting that there's 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 probably another fifty sixty guys that aren't here that are in the different teams and, and all through the company that mm-hmm. yep. spend their all day every day. Yeah. Doing, doing exactly. And so know, this applies to them as well, then, really. It does, yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is, yeah. you know, everything we've talked about here mm-hmm. happens not just here, but it happens in various different forms all throughout, through, you know, throughout the the, the company, basically. Um, that's the end of the questions, and um, I've actually enjoyed that. I didn't think I would enjoy that, but I did, and I've learned a lot about mm-hmm. what you guys are doing now. I've got a good feel for what you're doing, the scope of what you're doing, how roughly how you plan mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, before I wrap up, any anything you guys want to say to the community or whoever's watching? Um, just you know, give you a voice. Anyone want to say anything? I don't know what. But... Report your attached bugs. tracks. Report your bugs. Attached tracks. Yep. Yeah. Tracks are very important. I think. I think we'll all agree. Quickly explain what a track file is for someone. Yeah, I'd just like to add that we we're all. DCS users, end users, none of us except for OB are working for ED. We work, uh, we don't even work. We do this mostly out of fun, but with a lot of sense of responsibility. So uh, whenever you pick up a new update and you see stuff fixed or stuff that isn't fixed, um, just make sure that you help. And um, we don't need pats in the back, but we do need those tracks. We need people to report their errors. And it, of course, you might go to the forums and show your dissatisfaction. It's your right to do so, and, and it's valuable input most of the times. But above all, help us because we are doing our best. And uh, any any help you can get by reporting those bugs as clear as you can with all those uh, details uh, in. Yeah, uh, most certainly that will be fixed much, much quicker, and we're helping the team, the ED team, to do so. Yeah, I'll yeah. tag a little thing on the end, by the way, showing how to grab a track file and do it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And uh, yeah, I'd like just to add on to that. It's well said there. Um, just for me, it's just a, a thanks to everybody 
in the testing team, you know, all the volunteers. It, literally, the whole point why we sat here now is because of what you noticed, Cap. Mm. And you wouldn't notice that without all these guys, you know. Yeah. Every single person in the team has contributed to DCS improving over the last 18 months. Um, and, you know, long may it continue. I think um, we wouldn't have the the software we've got now without these guys. So just uh, big thanks from, from myself and the, the rest of ED, really, okay. for everything they put in, the time and the enthusiasm. And they make it fun. Like, you know, we've just we've had a bit of a laugh here, but it's it's an enjoyable experience to... Uh, I was going to say work with them, but obviously we don't pay <clears> them. So just... Uh, uh, it is a very enjoyable experience, though. So. Okay, guys. The whippings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Of course. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, having learned about you and talked to some of you, I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to get shouted out or not. But clearly, you're all... One thing I've learned is you're all, you know, what I call a kind of AAA weird. personality. Yeah, obviously, weird. Weird's good, though. I mean, look at me. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, you're all a AAA personality. You're all highly intelligent and nice, which is not uh, particularly, you know, that's a fairly rare combo to have. So it's, it's lovely to have you all in one room. And I know there's another 25 of you somewhere else um, doing something else. But it's great to have you. Like I said, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't noticed the massive amount of difference. And I'm sure loads of other Masters multiplayers have. So I'm absolutely chuffed. Thank you for giving up your time tonight for doing that. Um, I've got nothing else to say. Um, I hope you valid viewers enjoyed watching that. I'll see you guys later. Cheers, Cap. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, um, recognition. It's nice. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cap. Thank you for your support. Okay, bye, guys.